Hey guys, welcome back to Tori Talk Scripture, and I'm here as we're going through the book of Matthew. And uh, we're on Matthew 5, and there's a lot in Matthew 5 and 6, and so I figured I would split it up this time instead of putting it together. I mean, arguably there's a lot in all of the chapters, but if you have a uh, red letter Bible, um, so like when Jesus is talking, they, or they're quoting Jesus, um, it's in red. <laughs> There's a whole lot of red in this, you know, um, so much red. You're like, is a CSI murder scene? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. There is talk about murder in, in Matthew chapter five. So I suppose I had to make a lame joke just for you. Um, so here we are in, in Matthew chapter five and, uh, he starts with his sermon on the Mount about talking about how God will always provide for you. Um, this is the blessed bees that you hear over and over again. And so we'll go through that. Um, but I want to open up uh, with a short little poem. My friend uh, Tanner Olson, also known as Written to Speak on the internet, um, he wrote a new book and it's called As You Go. And I think this is a wonderful tool, a wonderful book to read. It's just a compilation of poems, prayers, wanderings, and I I love it. I love this as a tool. It, it helps bridge that um, emotional language that sometimes we lack. Um, makes you feel like, oh, there's someone else out there feeling what I'm feeling. And so uh, this poem stuck out to me, and I want to read it to you guys. The most powerful prayer I've ever been encouraged to pray was not long or poetic. It was short but full. It was quiet, but quite loud, simple, but deep. It was one word. Father. Father. One word. A prayer of hope, a prayer of desperation, a prayer of surrender, a prayer reaching with an extended and open and honest hand, a prayer overshadowing doubt with grace, a prayer shining like a light in the fog, a prayer bringing peace to the silence. A prayer of power and honesty. A prayer that says it all. Father. This poem stuck out to me for the amounts of times that sometimes we pray and we just don't know what to say. And yet, the Holy Spirit intercedes when we call out and say, Father. He knows our prayer. He knows what's on our hearts. And so, um, I hope that brings you comfort as... We wrestle with this life that we live and some of the things that we're going to talk about maybe lead us to feel that kind of, I need help, Father. Um, so when you look at Matthew chapter 5, you see, I, I, <laughs> I went through this in college and I summed it up as God will always provide. And so we hear a lot of these blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they are comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they are inherit earth. Blessed are those who hungry and thirst for, for righteousness, for they are filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they are shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they are called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for all of theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is the reward in heaven for the same way that they persecuted the prophets 
who were before you. And that little nugget of, you know, verses 3 through 11 of just that comfort of Jesus saying, you're going to go through trials, but I am with you. God is always providing for you and with you. And, and it goes on with, with him talking about salt and light and how it says, You are the light of the world, a city upon a hill that cannot be hidden. We're in the highest place where people look at Christians and hope that they are an example of love um, in the community. And it says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Knowing the comfort that we are, we are blessed and that we have God should provide us comfort knowing that when we do go through struggles that he is with us it doesn't say that we're going to not go through struggles that would be an ultimate lie but know that, that God is with you and he says he, he provides that for you he says blessed are you that's you that's me that's the servants of, of on here the Christians each of us that walk in and day, day in and day out talking about um, Jesus loving the Lord, trying our best to live our lives for him. He's saying, blessed are you. Um, if you look further, further on in chapter five, he starts to bring in some of the things that the commandments talk about, about murder and that you shall not murder and adultery. You shall not commit adultery and divorce and oaths and eye for an eye kind of thing. One of my favorite things in confirmation is to go through the commandments and, and ask the kids, you know, have you, you think you guys are uh, in the clear for some of these? And they'll be like, yeah, I haven't murdered anyone. Um, and I'm, and then I sit there and I'm like, well, I hope not. You shouldn't be sitting here in this classroom if you've uh, actually murdered someone. But then I, then I ask them, I'm like, have you ever told someone you hate them? Or have you ever thought it? Have you ever wanted to hit them? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, guess what? That's part of that commandment. And they're like, what? And I'm, you know, and that's the hard truth for all of us. Um, goes for adultery, goes for all the commandments. Um, it's our thoughts, words, and deeds. It's not just the things that we do. It's the things we think, the things we say. And, um, that can, that can lead us with a lot of guilt. And that's why I, I read that poem from Tanner and written to speak was because that that prayer sometimes is all that we can utter when we realize that we've just really really messed up we're like father and he's like i'm here he he constantly um provides that for us and i think it's interesting you know the the love your enemies part in the, at the end where you know <laughs> i i always think that's so funny when i first learned about that I was like love your enemies what you know, it doesn't mean you go up and give them a hug, but it, it means that that you set aside your differences of hate um, to someone. And how can you love and serve your neighbor, even the ones you don't like? And sometimes that's the hardest thing. And um, something that was humbling for, for me to remember is the love that we get from Jesus. And, and, and God is like, it's undeserved, but he gives it to us freely and like, what a beautiful thing that he he loved us so much that he set us free by sending his son and i just love that as there's so like this these few next these next few chapters are pretty law heavy 
when it tells us all these things that you shouldn't do, resisting evil, don't, you know, we don't believe in an eye for an eye, even though that's what culture tells us, like, just know and find comfort that, like, if some of these things convict you and they make you feel down, know that you can go to God and, and talk to him about this stuff. He's there, he's offering forgiveness, he's offering love, and he's offering a way back. Just know that you are never too far gone to be loved by God. You are never too lost to be brought back. There's always that reroute. I think of like Google Maps when it's like, oh, I took the wrong turn. And it gives you 75 other alternate routes. And as we take wrong turns, God is continually giving us alternate routes to get us back in the direction that we're supposed to go. He loves us that much. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being with us, for hearing us when we call your name, for blessing us, for sacrificing your son for us so that we can have eternal life. Please be with us in this day. Bring an end to the pandemic. Let us look to you in all things. In your name we pray. Amen.